0: I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 13 and uh, verse 17. So we are in training as a church in the healing ministry of Jesus Christ on Wednesday nights. And we're going to be developing some some powerful healing teams, amen. And uh, so you can be looking for some of the notes that we're going to be going through over the process of weeks and months to be made available to you. Um, all I've got to have Jane do is just clean up my notes a little bit and and you can have them so it'll be a blessing to you. Amen? And, uh, of course, Jane knows exactly what I'm talking about. But she can get it done and it won't take her real long. Amen. Proverbs thirteen seventeen. it says, A wicked messenger falls into mischief. That's not us. But a faithful ambassador is health okay remember our definition a diplomatic minister of the highest order a wise ambassador is health one translation says and i need to really look that one up but one translation says this a faithful ambassador brings healing so when we are representing the king we've got to represent what he's all about amen and And you think about the amount of time he spent healing the sick and the amount of time that that he spent on earth going about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil I mean it was awesome the works that happened through Jesus Christ, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. we are positionally seated with Him. Amen. But we are here on earth. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're from another world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. So we're representing Him and we need to be faithful in it. See, faithful to that mission. Uh, uh, not just casually well, you know, Jesus healed when He was here on earth. Well, He's still healing today. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He's just looking for a group of faithful people that will represent Him. You can be a housewife, you can be a truck driver, it doesn't matter where you came from or what your walk of life is. If you are born again, you are an ambassador for Him. And you can bring healing To people's lives. You can bring a a word in season to them. A word that will lift them. A word that will bless them. A word that will comfort them. You are a wise ambassador. A faithful ambassador. Amen. Amen. Now. In order to represent him well. We need to know his will. And we started out last week talking about the leper. Remember the leper? He came to Jesus and he said, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched forth his hand and said, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately, immediately he was made whole of his leprosy. The I am willing of Jesus took care if you're willing of the leper. And so I believe that that's it right there. If he was willing then, he's willing now. Amen. Glory to God. And and we pointed out that, see, faith or trust in God just really begins where the will of God is known. It begins where the will of God is known, and what God has so freely provided by grace, we must appropriate through our faith in Him. And uh, we looked at you know some reasons, you know why people stay bound and stay sick, and I think one of the main reasons why a lot of Christians stay bound and stay sick is they just simply don't discern the Lord's body. And you need to know these things because you're going to be ministering to people and it's going to be important to locate where people are at amen well what do you mean then uh, pastor mark not discerning the lord's body well we need to look at that tonight for a minute look over at first corinthians chapter i think it's verse 11 first corinthians chapter 11 and the apostle paul is dealing with Communion, he said, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. He broke it and gave thanks. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And then uh, he goes on to, to deal with the element. Amen. He took the cup, which represents the blood. But I want you to look at this tonight for just a minute. We're not going to spend a lot of time here. But notice with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. That's right. I get 13 and 11 mixed up because 13 is a love chapter. And I've had to spend a lot of time there throughout my days. (laughs) Just be honest about it. That's part of discerning the Lord's body. That means walking in love toward His body, right? It all ties in somewhere. Alright, so, you know, we, we, we quoted verse 24. Now notice verse 25, 1 Corinthians 11. And after the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, and remember me, call to remembrance what I have done. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show or you do proclaim the Lord's death till he returns. And then he goes on to say, you know, whoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup in an unworthy manner, what that means, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Now, in Christ Jesus, you're not unworthy. In Christ Jesus, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? So, let's remove that from our thinking. That's not what he's dealing with here. He's dealing with the attitude that we have and how we carry ourselves Around the lord's table the attitude of of um you know how we how we treat one another how we how we discern what he's done for us you know we can't consider it a light thing that he not only bore our sins but he bore our disease See, we got to perceive that we got to know that we got to understand that we got to get that down well into our own spirits That through the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our sin has been forgiven and our sickness, hallelujah, has been bought and paid for. And with His stripes, we are healed. Isaiah said it this way, you are healed. And uh, Peter said it this way, you were healed. And I like what Fred Price says, if you were healed, you are healed. And if you are healed, you is healed. Amen. Amen. So we can't be nonchalant about it. We need to discern that. And any good preacher will remind a congregation of that when they have communion. And it's very, very vital. Okay, now notice. But let a man examine himself. Doesn't say examine, you know, your your friends or your wife, yourself. And then eat and drink. But he that eateth... And drinketh unworthily, eats and drinks damnation or judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or die prematurely. He's dealing with weakness in the local church at Corinth. He's dealing with, with people who Jesus Christ has died for and taken their sin, and taken their disease, and yet they're initiated where that is concerned because they haven't been discerning the Lord's body. Oh, it's so important. And so, but the good news, if we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. So now, discerning the Lord's body. Okay, first of all, discern the fact that by His stripes you're healed. Amen? secondly, Discern your, your your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. I don't care what kind of label they have on them. They could have a Catholic label, they could have a Baptist label. Not everyone is going to go to the same church. But anyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ and is saved and is washed by the blood of Jesus is your brother. Or your sister. And we need to make sure we're walking in love toward them. Because whether you believe it or not. Someday we're all going to be in heaven together. And you can't be ignoring your brother in heaven. So everyone say walk in love. Toward the body of Christ. But now here's a a little third thing I want you to think about. We need to discern perceive understand what our place is in his body what does that mean well that means simply this that we're the body of christ and the head jesus is going to flow through his body in other words he's going to flow through you and he's going to flow through me and i believe this with all my heart in the body of christ there should be no unused members But every member of the body of Christ has a place of God's grace to finish their race. And so then it behooves us or it's our responsibility to find out from heaven what it is that he's called us to do and take our place. Take our place and then function as part of the body of Christ. And if you'll function as your part and I'll function as my part and everybody will do their part in the body, oh my goodness, think about what's going to happen. You talk about Jesus coming back soon? Everyone in their place. And so it's very vital then that we discern the body of Christ. Amen? So be fully persuaded at the will of God. Be fully persuaded that it is His plan for you to be healed and for your friends to be healed. Now, they may not know it, but oh, thank God, you've got the knowledge of God's Word and you've got the wisdom of God to get that information over to them. Pastor Mark, how do you know that it's the will of God for everyone to be healed? Well, there's a number of reasons. Let's look at a couple of them tonight. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. We know, and I know, that it's absolutely the will of God for everyone to be healed because God put something in His Word called medicine. God's Word is medicinal. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 4 if you pull that out verses 20 through 22. Amen. And on this medicine you can't overdose. Now you can take too little of it. But if you'll take it according directions and you'll take it long enough And you'll appropriate what is in the Word for you. It will heal you. Now, that's only one method. And we're going to deal with all sorts of different methods of, of being healed. But this is a major method. We've got to know what the Word says. Notice God's directions for taking His medicine. Let's read it together. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. I want to start out by saying this, that God's Word is powerful. I mean, it's full of power. No word from God is void of power. It contains within it the power and the anointing to heal. It is the gospel unto salvation. It is the Word abiding in your heart and coming out of your mouth on a regular basis that causes His power to be activated in your life. I've got a question for you tonight. Is the Word of God more powerful than asthma? Okay, let's talk about some of the lesser things. Is the Word of God more powerful than a hangnail? Is the Word more powerful than AIDS? Is the Word more powerful than hepatitis? Is the Word more powerful than cancer? (laughs) Is there enough power in the Word to heal anything? Is the word a respecter of persons? So there's power in God's word. It is the power of God unto salvation. So he first of all says, okay, here is the prescription, if you will, for taking his word. Attend to it. That means give his word your undivided attention. And then take heed to what His Word is saying to you personally. How does this apply to you? How does this apply to me? Now, how many have ever taken natural medicine before? Okay. On medicine bottles, there are directions for taking. It might say, you know, take you know, one pill three times a day with meals. Okay. Now... If you want that natural medicine to do what it's designed to do. And by the way, doctors don't work like Jesus does. Doctors are not our enemies. But they are also not our source. What doctors do is they work with the symptoms. And doctors work from the outside. Come on. In. And thank God for them. But The great physician, (laughs) Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer, who, by the way, still makes house calls and doesn't charge a thousand dollars a month for insurance and doesn't have a copay of $500. I'm just saying. I'm not building a vendetta against doctors. I'm just saying they work from the outside in. And the word of a doctor should never be your final authority. See, what happens is people go to the doctor. They get a bad report. They lose their joy. And that's all they can think about is the symptoms. Well, the word of God says, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our profession. Where the word of the Lord says. I will keep the people that I love. In shalom, shalom. Peace, peace. Where there'll be nothing missing. And nothing broken in your life. And listen. If you will keep your mind stayed on me. So they work from the outside in. But the great physician Jehovah Rapha. Works from the inside. Healing starts on the inside. Come on, and then healing works its way to the outside. Now let's not limit God. God can do immediate miracles just like that for people who just don't. I mean, they're just yeah. hey, healing's God's dinner bill. Yes, it is. Heal, heal the rankest sinner as a sign to a community, man. He'll do it. He will heal the alcoholic. He'll heal the person on the deathbed just to show him that he is God and that he loves them. And then that sign can point them to Jesus the Savior. So natural medicine works from the outside in... And if you want it to work for you, you've got to take it according to directions. Amen. Amen. Well, God's word works from the inside out. And there are directions for taking God's medicine. And if you ask a person, now, how you doing? Have you been taking your medicine? Have you been taking what the doctors prescribe to you? Well, no, 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 no. I, but I got it right here. on my coffee table. Well, that medicine's not going to do you any good until you get it out of the bottle in you. Amen. amen. Yeah. And a lot of Christians are the same way. They got, bo- I mean, they got 26 translations. <laughs> They're full gospel. Yes, amen, I believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> Great. But are you taking God's word according to the direction? No, but I got a great big copy of it on the coffee table, Pastor. I went to Easter service. Plan on coming to Christmas. And we laugh about that and we smile about it. And, you know, you can't make people come to church. You can pray that the eyes that are understanding be enlightened. They do the right thing, but you're going to love them when they come, when they don't come. You're just going to do it because that's the Bible thing to do, right? But heaven forbid they face a crisis. Are you listening to me? Heaven forbid that they face a crisis. Listen, friends, the crisis of life comes to everyone. And so, therefore, it's very, very wise now to be armed. We don't, we don't live like this with our, you know, looking behind us and all paranoid and all fearful. No. We live with our armor on. We live with the word in our heart coming out of our mouth. We live speaking in other tongues, keeping ourselves built up so that when the storms come, we be ready. Amen. Amen. So attend to my words. He said, now, so when when we attend to something or to someone, we give it then our top priority. Okay, we've had situations around here in church where, you know, maybe someone was, was in a very, very volatile situation. Okay, and I call it like this. Our staff then is on high alert. Okay, we're, we're very attentive to that specific sheep that is going through a potentially life and death situation. We're on high alert. We're attending to that person. We're holding them. Amen? Well, that's how God wants us to be about His Word, is to be attentive to it, to pay attention to it. Take heed what you hear, for with what measure you meet, with all it shall be measured unto you again place extreme great value on this precious Word and on the precious Holy Spirit. Because with what measure that you meet, in other words, what measure, what degree you take heed to it will be the degree that you are in position to receive from Him. Amen. Amen. And of course, that's not 100%. We know the mercy of God is great too. Amen. But I'm talking about by and large for people who sit in churches like this. Yeah. Amen. So let's look at Romans chapter 4. Attend to my words. Romans chapter 4. How about Abraham? Sarah was he was 100 years old. Sarah was in her 90s. Verses 19 through 21. He had a choice to make. He could have considered the circumstances, but instead he considered what God said to him. Romans fourth chapter nineteenth to 21 verse. 21st verse. Thank you, Lord. I think I can quote it. Let me try. And be not weak in faith. Is that it? Yeah. He considered not his own body. Now dead. When he was about 100 years old. Neither get the deadness of Sarah's womb. But notice in verse 20. It says... He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, I believe in staggering around church like a drunk, don't you? There's been times where I've gotten so full of the Holy Ghost, I could hardly walk. And that's good. But when it comes to the Word of God, we're not to stagger. We're to be steadfast. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, here's how Abraham stayed in faith and stayed strong in faith. He gave glory to God. That's it. Amen. That's right. While you're attending to the precious word, don't forget to lift your voice in praise. And lift him up. And give him thanks in the midnight hour. And his word and his power shall come on the scene. Hallelujah. And shall do great and glorious things. All right. He was strong in faith. He gave glory to God. Now notice verse 21. Let's read it together. Amen. It says, And being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was able also to perform. Here's where God wants us to get. He wants us to get fully persuaded. We can be partially persuaded, but He wants you and I to get to overflow. Now, Let me take this outside of ourselves and let's talk a little bit about what we started talking about. A wise ambassador brings healing. Listen, God wants you to be confident in Him. And He wants you to be fully persuaded. In other words, He doesn't want us to be moved by hangnails or cancers. But He wants us to be fully persuaded That God is not only able, but God is willing. And if you'll carry yourself in that kind of confidence, it'll make a difference. He was fully persuaded that what he had promised, Oh, thank you, God, you are the great performer. Isn't that right, Richard? He can and does perform his word. He watches over His Word to perform it. And He watches over His Word to perform it with signs following. And I'm fully persuaded of it. How about you? Now Friday, Brenda and I are going to go visit someone that uh, is a part of our church. And we're going to saturate these claws tonight. We're going to pray over them. And I told my brother, I said, we're going to come have church at your house Friday afternoon. He was going to try to make it to church tonight. He said, but I think I'll come Sunday morning or and Sunday night. I said, well, brother, I said, I'll bring Brenda over and we'll have church in your living room. Yeah, right. And he laughed. And he had some joy. Praise God. See, we're ambassadors. That's right. Hey, are you an ambassador? That's right. See, it's not just Pastor Mark and a few others laying hands on these cloths. You put your faith into it as well. I was listening to someone today. They were talking about prayer cloths. The Bible says that God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul. Let's look at Acts chapter 19. There's nothing cut and dry about this. We can follow the leading of the Lord. Look at Acts 19. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let it be, Lord. Lord. So be it. According to your will, so be it. Your will be done in the lives and in the bodies of your people, Father. Something interesting about my friend and our friend, a member of this church for many, many years, been faithful. But something also very interesting about him is that he is doing what I'm talking about tonight. He is not laying in his bed watching Oprah. He is not, he's not. not laying in his bed watching soap operas all day. He's in a situation, and when you're in a situation, it demands concentration. Now, to the best of your ability. There are times where people can't concentrate. But you know what they do in those cases? <laughs> they throw themselves over on the arms of the intercessors. <laughs> they throw themselves over on the arm, into the arms of Jesus in the arms of the intercessors. And they enter into rest. And therefore there is peace. Oh, thank you, Lord. You see, I'm seeing in my spirit healing teams, prayer teams healing teams and prayer teams. People that will stand in the gap and people that will pray for people and offer their supply in the realm of the Spirit. Okay, Acts chapter 19. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is the day, folks, the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. This is the day that prophets of old desired to look into. You and I are living in that day. to God! This is the day of God's power. And he said, in keeping with what I'm saying tonight by the Spirit, my people shall be volunteers in the day of my power. They shall be ambassadors. Now look at this in Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and verse 12. And God... Wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul now, what was happening in paul 's life at this time was i don 't even have an English word to describe it. It was just so awesomely supernatural that There was such a strong anointing on Paul in this phase of his ministry that the people who were around him saw so much happening, so many people being delivered, so many miracles. The Bible said he wrought them It carries with it this thought that it was in the continual sense. It wasn't hit. It wasn't missed. It wasn't every other week or every other day. But there was a habitation of a saturation of the anointing upon the Apostle Paul. So much, Brother Rick Renner says, so much that the people that came in contact with him, they wanted a piece of his clothing. They just wanted something that he was wearing because they wanted to take a chunk of God home with them. (laughs) They wanted to take that power home with them. And evidently he was so full of it that they recognize that. See, Jesus was full of virtue. He had the Spirit without measure. And that woman with the issue of blood, man, think about her confidence in God. She said, she came in the press behind. That doesn't mean ABC, NBC, and KTLN. She came in the press behind there. Everyone was pressing to touch Him. It's like if President Obama walked in A lot of people are so, you know, whatever. They'd just like to shake his hand. I'd shake his hand. Mesmerized, awestruck, starstruck, whatever. That's how it was when Jesus was going through town. But the Bible says that she came in the press behind. For she said, listen to this. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can just touch his clothes, come on. If I can just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus, the Bible says, knowing in himself immediately that virtue had gone out of him, turned around. And Luke says it like this. He said, somebody touch me. Mark says it, who touched me, but Luke says somebody touched me. It wasn't the touch of curiosity. It wasn't the touch of idolatry, but it was the touch of faith. And the Bible says she knew immediately that she was healed. But so He was so full of the Holy Spirit and so full of power and so saturated with healing power that it just oozed out of Him. I believe we're in a day and coming even into a greater day that whole congregations will have that same measure on them. Yeah, we all have an individual anointing. But I believe that there is even a greater anointing than the individual anointing. I believe it's the corporate anointing where there is a corporate confidence and a corporate anointing and it's flowing like a mighty river. That's right. And I believe that all that people need to do is just jump in yeah, yeah. and touch the hem of His garment. Glory. Glory. And so these people in Paul's day, man, they were just, wow, give me some cloth. <laughs> Let me take some of this home with me. And you know, the anointing is transferable into a cloth. Amen. Did you know that? Amen. We have scriptural precedents for it. The Bible says that God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul. In other words, it was all out, all in. This is the only time in the Bible, in the New Testament, that I know of where the word special miracles is, is uh, denoted there. Special miracles. I'm not sure what all that means, but I know it's special. <laughs> so that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs and aprons. Now notice this. And the diseases departed from them. And what happened to those devils? Even spirits, and even evil spirits, what did they do? They came out! Oh, yeah. uh-huh. wow. You know, Lester Summerall was so anointed by God over there in the Philippine Islands when he was a young man. There was literally... A woman in prison that was visited by a demonic spirit. To the degree degree that bite marks would show up on her body. Without anyone else in the cell. Except some foreign entity. And he was called. I don't know if it was the mayor of the city. But he was called to go in and set that girl free. And by the grace of God and by the anointing of God. She got set free. The devil left her and there were no more problems with being bitten by devils. <laughs> and you know what happened? And I know we're all over the place, but this is all right. I hope it's all right. But you know what happened? That whole city was turned upside down. That whole city was turned upside down. Word spread. Special miracles happened. A life was totally changed and basically, Brother Sumral was given the key to the city. And for years and years and years and years and years, there was a strong Bible-believing church there that literally has won thousands upon thousands of Filipinos to the Lord. Isn't that awesome? But here, here's something that we need to understand. Here's something we need to be aware of in the healing ministry not every person that needs healing has a demon. We don't want to get devil conscious. And even if a person did have a demon, we're not afraid of devils because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And the anointing removes every burden and destroys every yoke, so we're not afraid. But I don't want you, you know, if you've got hay fever or something, symptoms of the flu, thinking, I got a devil. No. You see, we need to understand this: that over here in Ephesus there was so much idolatry. I mean, it was just a it was a way of life for them, and so consequently, a lot of them were oppressed by the demon spirits. And they were used to the supernatural, but oh, the super supernatural came on the scene. And God worked special miracles and He delivered people. You know, I I get a little tired of hearing this. But you know a lot of people bash California? They bash the Bay Area? Oh, you live where all those weirdos live. Well, have you looked in the mirror lately? Hey! You know, I, I... I'd never live in California. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I have discovered that not all the nuts, the fruits, and the flakes live on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. But I, I, get, I just get tired of, of people talking about oh, San Francisco. <laughs> you know demons and you know halloween and the 13th what it's like robert said what the heck god's bigger than any stupid curse god's bigger than any witch God's bigger than any warlock. Absolutely. Christians, Heart of the Bay, Bay Area, you don't have to tiptoe through the Bay Area. The greater one lives on the inside. You're anointed as an ambassador from heaven to do the works of Jesus and greater works. Amen. We're not whistling in the dark. We're shouting in the light. Amen. And the very idea Here's another, here's another Christian thing that needs to... Here's another sacred cow that needs to be shot. You know what a sacred cow is? A sacred cow is truths that we've held fast to. They're not really biblical. Well, brother, I'll tell you what. You get over in the will of God and just watch it. You get into a building program. Every devil in hell. Will fight you. I don't think so. The will of God is not grievous. Come on now. The will of God is not burdensome. Now I'm not saying that everything's going to go hunky-dory and everything's going to run smooth. No, it is the nature of this world to have tribulation but be a good cheer. I said, be a good cheer. Jesus said, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. And here's what happens with a lot of Christians. They, they step out and do the will of God, and yet they're waiting for something bad to happen. How about something good happening? How about the favor of God going before you? How about the grace of God and the favor of God opening up doors for you and expanding your ministry and causing the goodness of God to be seen in the land of the living. Let's live on the happy side of life. And so, I believe bright days are ahead for the Bay Area. I'm going to say that again. Like Mario said, somebody help me. I believe... That brighter days, they're bright now, but I believe brighter days are for the San Francisco Bay Area, Hayward, San Leandro, Oakland. Yeah, but what all the murder? What about all this? What about God? What about grace? What about the Holy Ghost? What about the promise of God that says in the last days the whole earth is going to be filled with the glory of God? see it as ambassadors of the king of kings and lord of lords we can't be afraid of that stuff in the world good friend of mine well a friend of mine he does twitter you know and i don't do twitter maybe we should get the top 10 knit twits of the day you know, he was saying that someone prophesied that, you know, there was, you know, going to be an earthquake in San Francisco. Well, you know, jeepers. That's not hard to prophesy. You know, You know what I mean? I mean, they happen just about every day, don't they? Oh, but we're talking about the big one. The big one. Listen, friends. If a big one does happen, our G-O-D, our God, is bigger. Are you listening? This church is right on the Hayward Fault. Don't run. Yeah, we use wisdom. We had this you know, place built up with some seismic things that we didn't really have to, but we did. Because you've got to use common sense. Amen. We don't, we don't want to live that way. We want to occupy till He comes. We don't want to live in fear. We want to live in faith. And so, bad reports here and bad reports there. Let's not be moved by them. Whose report will we believe? Huh? Whose report will we believe? Whose report will we believe? What report will we receive? What report will we talk about? I will believe, you will believe the report of the Lord. And listen, and the hand of the Lord shall be what? It shall be revealed to those who believe the report. Well, that's enough for tonight. I've just gotten started this. Woo, glory to God. Let's lift up our hands and thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I think one of the, one of the major things that I, I, I want you to hear tonight is a doctor's report is not the end of the story. You determine the rest of the story. If you receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Let me pray with you right now. Let's stand up. And I want some of our leaders and some of our elders, you all, some of our prayers to come up and help me pray over some of these cloths tonight. Come on up, guys. Come on up, guys.